All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and um, I appreciate your patience as we get logged in today here just a few minutes late. Um, I think everything is streaming and working correctly here. Just double checking. I think we're good. Welcome. Happy Monday to those of you who may be live streaming with us. I appreciate you joining us today and don't be shy. Make sure to join in the conversation, ask questions, comment. Uh, We've got a pretty interesting conversation and actually an angle on a conversation we've never really gotten into on the Boca podcast in over 600 episodes. So um, this should be a really fun one. And I've got a really cool new guest I'm going to introduce here in just a second. For those of you that are um, not watching the live stream or listening to the live stream, you're hearing the audio version of this after the fact, make sure to subscribe at Boca B-O-K-E-H podcast on Instagram and keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. And um, that way you can come join us, be part of the conversation. That's one of the major benefits of this live stream as it is. On that note, I want to introduce a brand new guest on the show today. Gavin Bulware is here with me. Gavin, thank you so much for making time to come hang out with, with all of us here on the show. Always, anytime, anytime. I'm super glad to be here and thankful, beyond thankful. So I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Well, and it's, it's our privilege as well. And um, I, I, we didn't get a chance to, to catch up a whole lot before we got started. We're just kind of d- diving right in. So this is really our first time having conversation, um, really just in general, outside of Instagram DMs. So uh, I'm, I'm going to get to know you with along with our guests. I have to say, you've got, let's see, at least two different podcasts. Is that right? Yes, I am a serial podcaster, it seems like, right? <laughs> um, you And I think you can attest to this. You you start podcasting because it's a hobby, and then suddenly it becomes more and more than a hobby, right? So um, I have a photography podcast, Paid and Exposure, and after, um, funny enough, I'm talking to one of my friends. He's coming on as a guest. He's not a photographer, by the way. And I tell him right after I have my baby, I said, hey, uh, you left a lot out the manual of having kids. And he goes, well, yeah, if I told you that, you would have never had kids. And so we leave, we have a conversation. And then a week later, he texts me. He's like, hey, I got a new idea. We should just start doing a dad podcast. So we had a Black Dads Club as a podcast as well. Super fun. Both of them are, I enjoy, enjoy a lot. But like I told you earlier, hobbies become, you know, employment options, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. They definitely can be. And I think, I don't know, in some cases, that's kind of the, the best of both worlds, right? Like we, we mm-hmm. get into something that we enjoy just naturally, and then we build that into something even more. And, and um, But I, I have to say that I'm a little bit envious, actually. I, I mentioned this briefly to you before we got started, but I, I love your kind of free-flowing style of podcast uh, hosting. <laughs> it, it's really great. Seriously, I, on Friday or Saturday night, I was listening to, um, it, it, it's, is it Black Dad's? Podcast or what, what? What is it called again? What's the name of it? It's called the Black Dad's Club. Black back. Okay, Black Dad's Club. I was listening to one of the episodes on Friday or Saturday night, just as I was cruising, and it was just so much fun. Like I just felt like I was sitting in the room, have, listening in on the conversation, which I guess is very much this, that meant to be that that approach, that style. But you just do that so well. Your co-host is awesome as well. Um, it just had a, it had a good vibe about it, so I, I enjoyed it. Look, I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, our goal, or at least my goal, every time I do on the podcast is, I want you to feel like me and you are talking, me and you are hanging out, you're in my space, and I'm welcoming you there. And even with uh, the Black Dads Club, it's like, hey, me and we need a space to talk about parenting. We need a space to talk about what it's like being a dad, um, what it's like to be a husband, what it's like, you know, to be a father. So we welcome everybody in. It's so amazing. I don't know the demographic actually by race, but we have so many people that reach out that are not black dads. And they're just like, 
hey, love the show. I love the support in the show. I'm yeah. glad I get to listen. And it's funny because we had, um, I was at a wedding. Finally, a wedding I wasn't shooting, right? I was a guest. And a bride comes up and goes, hey, I was just listening to your podcast. And I'm like, what is going on here? She was like, love it. And then the next week we shouted her out. So I'm super glad to hear that. Um, and honestly, you know, from podcast to podcast, I love your show. I love, you know, I'm trying to steal some of that of, hey, let me let my listeners know exactly what we're going to talk about, what they're going to hear. Let me make sure my guests are prepared because it's, it's a change of pace for me. I love it. Um, and I want to thank you and thank you for all you've done, you know, that you're doing and that you have done in this space because trust me, trust me, um, whether it's I'm in my podcast, whether I'm in different groups, I want to say this before we get off here. People are listening to you. People are paying attention and people are excited about what you're doing. So thank you so much. Oh man, that's that's super generous of you and very kind of you. That I, it's truly my privilege. The whole project. I mean, to your earlier point, the project a large large part of why I even started Boca in the first place was a bit of a selfish motivation. That I just like connection. I enjoy conversation, and it was a way to kind of reconnect with the photography industry about six years ago after I was had gone through some stuff personally, um, just to get out and and have conversation and and hopefully in some form or fashion add value at the end of the day and and um so it's a privilege to be a part of this and ultimately get to have conversation like this before we keep going gavin i'm getting a lot of static um in your line mm -hmm. so i don't know if you can unplug and replug in your headphones and or mic both just to make sure that that's may, may not be what's causing it um as mm -hmm. we're talking here it's the, the lovely wonders of live streaming anytime we run into technical difficulties we just have to kind of go with the flow so thanks everybody for for your patience as you're listening in and it, while Gavin's actually making those adjustments, I'm just going to pop up his website here. So if you haven't seen it yet, make sure to go to Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, Boulware, B-O-U-L-W-A-R-E.com. And um, then you can also follow Gavin on Instagram, I am underscore Gavin B. And uh, we'll link to, of course, both of these in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. For those of you that are, uh, they may have heard, Gavin also runs the Paid and Exposure podcast, the photography podcast. And um, of course, you can link to that from his website, but we'll also put that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com as well. All right, let's see. Did we get the audio back online? Let me let me know. How does it sound? Oh man, yeah. There's there's actually a good bit of static coming through still. In the meantime, um, while while Gavin's tweaking adjust, or making adjustments there at the hardware, for those of you listening in, if you want to uh, jump to, I just I have to make make mention of this, we are running the Newbie Conference, the Newbie Photographer Conference. I'm gonna pop this up on the bottom right-hand corner there for those of you that are live streaming. Make sure to go to newbie, N-O-O-B-I-E, conference.com. It's a photography podcast, as you might have guessed it, for new photographers in their first three to four years of business, but we're gonna be running that January 10th and 11th here in, well, today happens to be cloudy, rainy Chattanooga, Tennessee, but beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, make sure to get your, your tickets while there are still some available. We're limiting it to 100 uh, attendees, and um, it's two days of classes designed actually very intentionally to give a comprehensive education to newer photographers, newish photographers, if you will. So make sure you check out newbieconference.com. All right, coming back to you, Gavin. Testing, testing. And I think we lost you on audio altogether. I'll tell you what, it, once you make sure you get everything hooked up, go ahead and log out of the call and just call back in. And uh, we'll see if that fixes whatever issues may have gone on because you're actually on mute at this point. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
It's just me. I promise we're going to bring Gavin back here in just a second. And uh, we'll add him back into the conversation. In the meantime, for those of you that are live streaming, thanks for joining us today. Don't be shy. Say hello. Comment uh, there where you're watching from, listening from. And um, of course, make sure later on as we get into the conversation with Gavin to ask questions, comment about your own experience. I know that, that obviously Gavin's going to be speaking from the perspective of being a father today, but we also are going to approach this conversation, generally speaking, from the standpoint of being parents. So if we have um, mothers out there listening in as well, don't be shy. Get, become part of the conversation. We'd love to have you part of the conversation. Shoot. Sue is saying hello from Sun Valley, Idaho. Thanks, Sue, for being so consistent and coming and joining these live streams. And Sharonda, welcome. Hello from Dallas, Sharonda says. Welcome. Thanks for, for coming to hang out in the show. Great to hear from you. Thanks for being part of this. And again, uh, those others that are live streaming, being shy, don't be shy comment, say hello. And uh, as we get Gavin back in to the conversation, um, do ask questions, comment on the conversation at hand. For those of you that may be new to the show, I'm a, I'm a father of two. Uh, I have a 20-year-old who is now a junior at, at uh, University of Tennessee, Knoxville, studying jazz saxophone. And uh, my daughter's a senior in high school and uh, here in, in the Chattanooga area and going into nursing. And so I'm at the later stages of parenthood, at least with kids that are in and around the home. Um, but this is this is a really this is a topic that's very much near and dear to my heart um, that I've had kind of a wide ranging experience with. And uh, so very much relevant to me as well. And, and I'm going to certainly lend uh, my perspective to the conversation at hand. All right. We've got Gavin Cullen back in. So let's get him connected one second. And hopefully we've got the audio issues resolved. Gavin, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. All good. Clear, sharp audio. I think we're good to go. Let, let me say this. This is why you have to have so much stuff and being prepared, right? And <laughs> this is what I was talking about earlier, what I envy about your podcast, right? Because you definitely sent out instructions. I was like, oh, let me try this. And needless to say, we are back and we're ready. I'm ready to talk now. <laughs> we are good to go. All right, perfect. Well, um, we've I've given everybody listening and watching the uh, uh, all the details. Certainly, we've we've already shared your website and social media as well. And uh, so, Thank I think we're just going to yeah, we're just going to jump right into the conversation here today. So, uh, I I we just briefly introduce your experience as a photographer because I always like to make sure that those listening and those photographers listening and know that they're listening to somebody who they can relate to as a photographer. Just share briefly about your brand before we get into the topic, if you will. Oh, man. So I started doing photography in 2008. Um, just quickly, uh, it was funny. We got my dad a camera for Father's Day, and I never let him use it. And so his mindset was, if I give Gavin a camera, he'll stop using mine. Um, and so what that <laughs> turned into was, uh, you know, I was in college, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, selfish reasons. The easiest way it seemed like to talk to girls at that time was taking pictures because they needed things for MySpace and Facebook. Yeah. New kids probably don't even know what MySpace is. But um, <laughs> and so this is right around the time when Facebook just started, you know, popping and stuff like that. And so I was doing that. And then when I got out of school, I was looking for different jobs. And my now wife at one point in time, she was like, hey, why aren't you charging people to take pictures? Why are you out here looking, going on different job interviews when you already have a job? Why don't you do photography as a side job? And so I've been doing that um, over the years. 
I would have to say I've kind of in the last two or three years since COVID um, been more focusing on maternity and engagement photography. Uh, it's truly a passion and joy for mine. So I love mentioning that. I love that I'm able to do that as well. Well, and I, and I appreciate you kind of giving the backstory there. And um, again, for those of you listening, and if you haven't seen Gavin's work, make sure that you go follow him. And of course, we'll put the, the all that info in the show notes too. It's uh, a really beautiful maternity work, Gavin, too. I have to, to give you a little you. shout out there for that. But let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation at hand. And we're going to talk about being a photographer and a parent. Um, and in this case, it's very, very unusual, I would say, at least <laughs> and, and certainly for our podcast, because we've talked a little bit about parenting in the past. But to actually have two dads having conversation about being a parent and a photographer. I was a professional photographer for about 10 years. And I, I mentioned, actually, while you were getting signed back in, um, that I have kids that are 20 and 17 now. So I'm at the later mm -hmm. stages of this game, but it's certainly one that's very close to my heart. Your son is what, about a year and a half old? Is that right? He is a year and a half. You know, um, I love the parents that do the whole like, oh, he's 13 months and he's 17. Bro, I told a parent yesterday, I was like, after when January comes, he's two in my mind. I'm gonna just say <laughs> two until like next September. But yes, my son yeah. is a year and a half. Um, his name is Roman. He's amazing, man. I love him. Of course, right? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but you know, I will say this. It's kind of interesting speaking um, to a fellow father. I, I will say that I got started super young. So my son was born when I was 22, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't, I just had no perspective whatsoever on mm. what it meant to even be a photographer, a photographer, a father, certainly a <laughs> photographer, but a, a father as well. And um, so I think my, my, not having as much life experience and just kind of mm -hmm. jumping right into fatherhood when I was still trying to figure myself out yeah. <laughs> um, was a, was a big challenge, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I'm curious, first of all, before we get into how you balance both being a father and business, what's it been like to just be kind of thrown into the middle of fatherhood here while you're simultaneously juggling, juggling a business? What, like, have, ah. how has it affected your perspective as a business owner? All right. So said you were a young father which is funny because my dad was by the time my dad was 22 he had me and my sister right so i grew up with that uh with my father never complaining never really talking about it he just go and do it right and so i look at it and i remember when i was 22 i looked at my dad and i go how did you do that now when i'm i had my son when i was 31 when i had my son um I looked at my father again and said, how did you do that? How did you be a father <laughs> at 22? Um, and it gives you perspective. I'll be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, I'm sure you laughed at it when you were a new father. And if you think back to it, uh, you get people telling you how to parent that didn't have kids, right? And so for me, um, now that I am a parent, I make sure <laughs> my sister's gonna laugh when she sees this. I always go back to my sister and apologize. Um, my sister has a son and I remember telling her, Hey, you, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? <laughs> um, I used to never understand why my clients were late. Like my clients would come running in five, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes late. I never had, I had sympathy, but I didn't understand, bro. I try my hardest and I'm probably doing like a 65, 70% uh field goal percentage on being on time with having a baby and it just gives me perspective so now when i see a parent come in and let's say they're rushing i just look and i say hey take a breath let's sit down y'all good i i make up that i have something to do 
so they don't feel like they are way behind, but just giving them time to breathe, grab some water, things of that nature. So I would have to say now, um, my biggest thing is just being understanding, having a perspective and letting other dads and uh, other parents, but especially my dads know that, hey, it's okay. Like everything is gonna be okay. You're, you're good, you got this. Yeah, and that's actually a really great perspective too, because it, it's funny to, to me now, and you probably feel similarly in hindsight, listening to people talk about the right timing to be a parent, <laughs> like like they're going to wait until this particular time to get this thing figured out or this much money or their job is this thing. Yeah. There's just really no right time, right? You just, wherever you are in life, it's going to be a challenge and you mm -hmm. just learn to figure it out as you go. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you go in with the intention to love this kid like crazy, to take care of them best you can, to lend some insight that will help enable them to become a really great human being, that's, that's about as the best that you can do and just really throwing down when it comes to that. And you'll figure out the rest of the details along the way. Bro, my, um, my best friend, we were out in uh, Vegas this summer. And so we're sitting there and he goes, uh, so how much money do you think I need uh, before we have a child? And I just looked at him and I busted out laughing. And I said, uh, whatever you have, it's not going to be enough. Like whatever you're saving <laughs> to won't be enough. And I said, and I have to, you know, I have to always tell people, look, I'm only a year in. So I, if I'm understanding that it's early and you're never going to be ready. Right. Um, me and my wife, we thought we was ready. You know, we had a home, we got cars situated before, uh, we knew what daycare our child was going to early on in the game. Um, we thought we had it out. You know, you buy enough diapers. My favorite question on my maternity shoot is asking parents, how many diapers do they have? Um, every parent they have enough and after having a kid and it's fresh on my mind none of them have enough right so <laughs> but it just shows that you, know, you don't know what you don't know but it's fine you're going to work it out and like you said um something that you said it was beautiful as long as you lead with love you're going to be fine you just gotta lead with love that's where it's at. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's, I know it's kind of laughable. You, you don't know me that well, but what you do know is that I'm a pretty structured guy. I mean, you saw the outline that I sent to you, you know, the way that I approach the podcast. And, and I will say just a little bit of uh, transparency here. One of the things that I, I've learned the hard way is the importance of creating an environment of warmth, because as much as I want my kids to learn discipline and structure and um, to follow the rules and, and to do things well, be driven certainly and disciplined, there's there is a different side of that parenting that is absolutely vital uh and mm -hmm. i can't emphasize that enough and, and that is to create an environment of warmth right and um i, I went through some some uh, i guess tough lessons realizing mm -hmm. that i needed to really shift the way that i was approaching uh, my parenting to really bring that to, to create that environment of warmth for my kids so that, yeah, yeah. They, they see dad as a, as a standard for discipline and structure. But then he, they also look to me as somebody who created a place, a home that they want to be in. And um, so I, I, that's that's a really, really important thing. And I already get that sense from you that that's yeah. the kind of person you are. I, it's something that I had to work on. Uh, that was probably one of my biggest learning curves uh, as, yeah. as a parent. You know, the funny part is... Um, Times was different when you were just starting parenthood, right? Um, I remember, you know, I my dad was young. My mom was even younger than my dad, right? So you're talking about somebody having me at 18 and 21. And for me, I grew up with my parents. That's the way, that's my favorite thing to say is like, hey, I grew up with my parents. 
Um, just because they were married, you know, that mattered. But at the same time, they were still young. They were trying to figure themselves out. And as I grew up with my parents, full transparency, I had to forgive them for certain things. Mm. Um, I grew up in a loving home. I grew up in a great home. Um, my parents did amazing things. They're honestly probably the reason why I'm an entrepreneur because they were entrepreneurs, but they still had full-time jobs. So, but you know, as I got older, I forgave my dad. Um, and he didn't do nothing wrong. He did what he knew to do and sure. he adjusted on the fly. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I forgave certain to think certain things he made me do. And I'll give you this uh, quickly. One of his favorite thing was, um, I'm in middle school and I told my dad, I said, Hey, I'm going to college. And he said, great. Cause you didn't have a choice. And so we laugh at it now. Right. And so, and then as we got older, you know, as I got older, I told him, I said, Hey, I don't know if college was, should have been the only answer. And he asked me why. And so I broke it down to him. I gave him, mind you, my dad didn't go to college, so he didn't know, but he just knew, hey, I got to push him to go farther to do better. And then um, me and him, I explained that to him. And the first thing he goes is, cool, I got it. That makes sense. And, you know, that was something I could have held on to my dad for or, you know, and some are way tougher lessons than that. But then some of it, I just look at it and go, hey, my dad did the best of his abilities. My mom did the best of her abilities. And they always led with love. It was always that. And I'm so mm. grateful for them. That's that's cool. I, I love that perspective. It's also been encouraging as a dad now, who again is kind of later in the game for, for myself, to to know that that uh, kids will be gracious and forgiving. You know, um, and I, I think one of the. I mean, I tried to head this off as as a parent myself, even when my kids were super young. Um, I I really struggled with a, a hot temper years ago when I was mm -hmm. when I was younger and. I realized it at the time uh, and began to address it. And part of that was having conversation with my kids. So in the moment, if I yelled, I got upset and I yelled at them for something, I'd come back to them after the fact. And at the time, I think my son was maybe six or seven. My daughter was three or four. And I just say, look, there's, there's no excuse for me yelling that way, the way and responding the way that I did. I was having a bad day, but that that's just no excuse. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and this happened two or three times. And then, and then, you know, their kids are paying close attention, of course. And so my son, I, this happened, I don't know, maybe a third or fourth time. And, and, and I had this conversation with him. He's like, dad, were you having a bad day? I didn't even have to explain. He was just, his response was, oh, dad, dad yelled. He got upset. He's, he's apologizing. He must've had a bad day, which is kind of funny and kind of sad at the same time. But what I guess I bring this up though, too, just because I think it's super important to learn to be transparent with our kids, um, to mm -hmm. be willing to engage in conversation, to set ego aside, certainly admit when we're wrong, but then just, you know, I think, I mean, I, I know that I grew up in a more traditional household where the idea of a parent, like they were on a pedestal of some kind, you know, <laughs> yep. and, yep. and then there was the religious component to it that I, that I grew up in as well. So that just upped the ante even further. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't like you could sit down and just kind of have conversation not necessarily like peers, but in, in a much more friendly, open manner. That just wasn't the environment. So learning to, to create that a bit for my kids and have those conversations with my kids um, was super important. And like you said, my, my dad wasn't doing anything wrong per se. It was just that that's mm -hmm. what he knew and that's how he knew how to approach it. But I, I did want to create that environment where I could have conversation. And I think it's helped, I hope anyway, at least minimize the possibility that my kids will look back and with disdain on my mistakes, right? They're like, dad, dad screwed up here and there, but he was also willing to admit it, to talk about it. Bro, it, uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, 
because my co-host Mike, he always tells me, hey, apologize to your son even now. Um, so <laughs> I like to call it the trenches, right? And a lot of our listeners, you know, a lot of your listeners, they're going to know what I mean by this. And you know, too, like those first two months of a newborn is the trenches. You are in a battle. It is late nights. It is scary. Uh, it's a lot of crying. And all of it is not the baby crying. Some of it is you crying, <laughs> right? And so um, I remember then, you know, my baby's crying. I'm getting upset because I don't know why he's crying. And then, you know, uh, one of my one of the moms online randomly, she said, hey, your baby doesn't know how to communicate with you. They're crying because yeah. they're either hungry, they need to be changed, yeah. or they're sleepy. This is their way of only line of communication, so they're using it. And I just remember sitting there, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I remember looking at my son. I'm just apologizing. And I, I didn't say anything to my co-host, but you're the second dad that told me um, that stated that. And I want to really take that and use that because um, I think apologizing to kids Sometimes we feel bad or we feel weird about it, but it's it's needed yeah. because you're not always right, right? And right. I think me and you might be twins in some type of way. Both grew up <laughs> in traditional homes with religious yeah. backgrounds and things like that. And, you know, I'm grateful for it. Um, and it's made me a better man today. And I do want to thank you for that tidbit. I, look, you teaching me on air. I love it. I love it. Oh, not, but I just, there's... Oh man, it's, it's a learning curve still. I mean, it, it, it's something that, that I'm actively working on. It's not, you know, I don't say this being late in the parenting process as though it's, it's done. The work is done. Cause it's, it's truly an ongoing process. You know, I talk about the significant of significance of warmth and, um, it's something, it's an environment for my daughter in particular now since, so and I'm a single dad, but she's, she's here, um, probably 50 to 75% of the time with me. And so I have this wonderful opportunity now that my son's at college for just her and I to spend time together. And so it's been really important for me to focus in on that. Meanwhile, the dynamic of my relationship with my son is he's almost 21, has changed pretty drastically. He's developing yeah. much more independence, trying to do his own thing, figure out his own way. And, and so I'm trying to find this, this weird balance between still, obviously I can't necessarily enforce structure, but encourage yeah. structure, encourage discipline, throw ideas and advice out there, but also respect the fact that he's 20 years old, so he's gonna do his thing. Um, and it, it's kind of a funny balance that, to be had there. So it's an ongoing learning process. And, and I mean, same to you, I, I, take, I take inspiration from you and your heart, which I think just kind of shows itself naturally. It's something I need to, to develop more of. We can both learn from each other in the conversation and hopefully our audience can take a little bit of something <laughs> from this conversation as well. Before we keep going though, Gavin, um, I'm getting more static coming through your audio. And I don't know if maybe maybe just like restarting the computer, if that might clear out what might be happening in there, or if you have another idea offhand. Yeah, let me let me clear out the computer. I'll come back in. Okay, sounds say? good. I can do that. Sounds yeah. good. Let's 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 do that. All right. And in the meantime, um, and I really appreciate Gavin having this conversation. It's already we're having so much fun here, and, and we've barely even gotten in. For those of you that are live streaming with us again, I, I really appreciate you joining us today. We are going to actually talk about this active effort at balancing photography, uh, running a photography business and being a parent as well. We're going to throw some practical tips and ideas, suggestions out there that will help those of you that are parents uh, be able to do that more effectively. Kelly is chiming in, says, I'm a new mom with an eight month old and have become perpetually late. <laughs> and I, I get it, Kelly. It's There's so much to keep up with, so much to juggle. And um, so I, I absolutely feel your pain there. 
Stacy says, I need all the tips. <laughs> hey, Stacy, shout out to Stacy Owen, who's been on the show before and a relatively new mom. And um, Kelly says, great podcast so far. Thanks, Kelly. I really appreciate that. And apologies to everybody who is live streaming for these ongoing technical difficulties. Obviously, this is not the norm. Just every once in a while, these, these technical issues kind of creep in. So we're going to make the best of it. Gavin's restarting his computer. He'll join us again. And then we'll jump into some of the practical suggestions and ideas. Um, I, how many of you, by the way, have your, are running your studios out of your house versus having a separate studio space? I know that it helped um, myself and, and my, my ex, my partner at the time, as, as we were actively raising our young kids, one of the things that we tried to do very intentionally was to create some separation between the so-called workspace, which we did have in our house, our office meeting space with our clients, everything was in our house. And it was really important to create some separation, to create some distinction between that workspace and the personal environment. Is that something that you all actively do? Uh, for the sake of your kids and potentially for the sake of a, a relationship with your partner as well. What does that working environment look like for you? Feel free to comment in the comments there. We'd love to hear a little bit about what your current setup is and maybe we kind of weave that into the conversation when uh, Gavin rejoins us here in just a second. And again, apologies for the, the technical issues. And it looks like Gavin is rejoining us here. So give me just a second, we'll bring him back in. All right, can you Gabby, hear me? I can. We're crossing our fingers. The audio sounds great so far. So <laughs> let's hope we can make this thing stick. We're going to make it happen, man. We're going to make it happen. Okay, good. I've, I'm uh, locking the screen in. All right, we get, we're good there. Perfect. All right, well, while we've got good audio and good video, we're just going <laughs> to, let's just keep the conversation going. By the way, I really love this so far. Thanks for just kind of letting this, this conversation flow, encouraging that. Again, your, your style is very much that with your podcast. And you mentioned your co-host too. Which I, I, got, I think I even sent you a DM maybe right after I heard the, your, your photography podcast. I was like, man, I want, I want a co-host like that who just kind of reads my mind and knows what I'm going to say next and fills in the blanks as necessary. Like you guys have a really good chemistry going there too. It's really cool. Look, I thank you for that. Mike is amazing. Um, Mike is older than me. Funny enough, uh, so Mike is like in between the age of my parents and me. And he actually knew my parents before I met my parents, which is a joke there. Uh, but the funny part is I'm best friends with his brother. And over the last two years, we spent so much just time together. And just, you know, it's funny because he yells at me all the time because, uh, you know, he's older. So he tells me, hey, he mix up Gen Z and millennials all the time. I blame <laughs> it to old age. So yeah. he tells me, you millennials do this, this, and that. And I'm yeah. just sitting there and I'm just like, that's the younger kids, right? right. And so, and so, but he's great. And uh, we get each other. And yeah, so like our podcast is more of just laid back. It's just in that conversation. Um, but look, we love the Polish podcast. So I'm grateful for you and I'm thankful for you. Trust me on that. Well, it, it's an art because I, I did try that more kind of conversational approach to the interviews um, in years past. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of photographers on this show who are certainly not podcasters. Most of them aren't, aren't teachers. Um, maybe this is even their first time even being in a kind of a public forum where they're going to actually talk, especially for the live streams. And it just didn't go well to just kind of, you know, let it, let it flow, quote unquote, and hope that it turned out okay. Because most people just aren't used to creating, um, a little bit of structure to their conversation, communicating in a way that it's easy for somebody to consume that information. 
And at the end of the day, I have, of course, I want this podcast to be super practical. Um, if you're supernatural at it, and it just makes my job a lot easier, and and of course, it makes your podcast that much that much better as a result. But um, yeah, I, I I'm a little bit jealous of that format. Nonetheless, we're going to make the best of this. I think we do a good job of kind of balancing the the flowy conversation with with some structure. And and to that end, I actually want to jump into a couple of questions that I had for you. Mm-hmm. What would you say so far? I mean, as a parent, your son's a year and a half years old, so you're you're not too far into this whole thing, but what's been the most challenging element of balancing both being a parent, a father, and running your business simultaneously? Oh my goodness, organization, uh, easily. I, I was looking for another word in easily, but that's the only word that I got. So okay. <laughs> easily, organization. Um, so very big on being organized, uh, having things to go exactly how it's supposed to go. Uh, joke. This is a joke. Um, when I was 25, I mapped out, I did my five year plan, right? So I knew what year I was going to get married. Uh, by the way, I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. Knew what year I was going to get married. Nick knew yeah. what year I was going to have kids. By the way, blew all of that, right? That works. Um, it's, but that's just how planning I was. I grew up with a mom who, you know, like I said, she was young with two kids. And with that, was important. If I didn't give my mom a two week like notice that I wanted to go out with my friends, I wasn't going out with my friends. So growing up in that environment, I had that, okay, now we add in a newborn. All of that goes out the window, right? Um, and I just did not know. I didn't understand. It was something new. Um, what do you mean, you know, the daycare call and say, hey, your baby's running a fever. Uh, you know, my wife has a nine to five. She's so she can't just take off the next day right so then it comes on me it's like hey Gavin what are you going to do you know your kid can't so whether it's staying at home understanding doctor's appointments understanding um you know we want to look and move into getting our kid into swimming soon um so you know picking him up taking him to daycare it's just certain things that just time management as it said in the comments which I appreciate that's the biggest thing management and just being organized that was like my biggest scary scariest thing yeah kelly says tell us how to improve time management we're definitely going to dig into this a little bit because it's <laughs> yeah definitely it, i got some tips <laughs> it can it can be a challenge for sure and by the way gavin as you were logging in and out i, I was asking um what people's kind of setups are as far as office versus home uh, I know that I worked from home as a photographer, and so it was important to create a bit of distinction between our, our workspace and our personal space, just to have a break of you know some kind. Um, and and maybe I'll share a little bit too as we're talking about time management, what we did for our kids in that regard. But Kelly also said I have a studio retail location than an office space at home. It's definitely easier than if I had to do everything from my home with my baby. Yeah, a little oh bit of separate space could be. Yes. Yeah, it can definitely be easier. And, and, uh, yeah, St- Stacy actually said, definitely I need separate workspace out of the house. And, um, yeah, that can be difficult if you're trying to do everything in one, one place before we get into kind of the practical application, Gavin, though, tell me, I know you talked about the biggest challenge being the time management organization. Uh, but then what would you say has been one of the biggest benefits of having your, uh, having your son? I mean, has it shifted your perspective in any way as a business owner? Um, two things. Um, being a parent has gotten me more business, <laughs> which I'm grateful for. I don't know what it is. Uh, and I think it's some of it being a male photographer. Um, when I got a, excuse me, when I started dating my girlfriend, I was posting her all the time. I got a lot more clients. 
um, which was a shock to me. I didn't know how that worked. Um, when I got married, I got more female clientele, uh, which I was grateful for. And now that I'm a parent, it seems like more maternity. I'm getting more moms coming to me. Hey, I'm pregnant. Can we shoot? And mind you, they see the work, but now they know, oh my goodness, this guy's a family man. Mm-hmm. He has that. Um, and I do believe I'm not against any photographer that likes to keep their personal life online. I am very much a, let me share a good little bit or what people assume to be a good little bit. I like to share that. So you know who I am once you meet me. Um, and I feel like that is something that's growing and I'm so grateful for it. Here. Uh, second thing, being a parent has allowed me to know when to cut things off. Um, we need to know when we need a break, right? Um, so me being a dad, I know it's no more, hey, Gavin, can we do a photo shoot at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, can we do a photo shoot at nine? Can we do one at eight? It's no more of that. It's, um, I, I like to get my son. One thing I'm proud to say is I drop my son off every day. I pick him up every day uh, from school. And I love that. Um, I love to have that ability. I love for that opportunity. And I know when to cut it off. I know, you know, Lord willing, last week of December, I will be sitting at home. My kids still will be in daycare, but I will be sitting at home for the last week. And the reason why I want to do that, because I need a break. I know when I need to cut it off. Um, funny story, you're, we're talking about offices and having your own workspace, right? I remember when COVID hit, uh, right now I'm in my old podcasting room and, uh, which is pretty badass, home. by the way, I have to say that background with the shoes, the painting, everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my wife comes to me and goes, Hey, you got to get these strangers out of our home. Can <laughs> you recording your podcast? And I was just like, all right. So I had to go get another space, but it was cool because now I had to I come home. I'm home. I'm spending time with her. I'm spending time with our young son. Um, and so, yes, that's one of the two things, two benefits of being a parent as well. That's cool. Yeah, it, it naturally forces a bit of structure in organization because we, it, we, we, we naturally lose it, right? The, what we had before, the way that we did things, the way that we were comfortable, that kind of goes away. But then if we want to come out of this thing alive, <laughs> then yeah. we have, it then also forces structure too, which is really interesting. By the way, I have to give you a shout out because... You know, you're talking about picking, dropping your son off and picking him up from daycare. One of the things that absolutely killed me and still kind of does to this day is the way that dads get framed a lot of times and, and justifiably so, because there are a lot of dads yep. who are just kind of checked out mentally, emotionally or otherwise mm-hmm. when it comes to the parenting process. Um, but I was I was there. I was in it. You know, like my my kids didn't breastfeed for very long. So the idea that I was just going to stay asleep while my, my wife at the time was, was feeding the kids in the middle of the night. That wasn't, no, it was a, it was an equal game. Like we were there in it together, get up with the kids if they're crying, take care of them during the day. I can still probably change a diaper in my sleep. Like there's this muscle memory because I changed so many diapers. Um, and, and you get these comments from the outside with, 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 from other women and or men yeah. who are like, who's yeah. like, who's going to babysit your kids tonight? I'm like, I'm their dad. What are you talking about babysitting? This is, <laughs> I'm I'm here. I'm parenting. I'm involved, and I care to be. By bro, the way, you know, bro, bro uh, uh, this is a great conversation. This is beautiful. So currently, right now, um, my wife is in New Orleans. She's been in New Orleans since Friday. She doesn't come back till Wednesday, and I'm doing holiday minis. Um, I this morning somebody is actually was in my studio um, filming a documentary. 
And so I've been running around, you know, and a lot of people, uh, it's funny because people are like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Let's go out. And I'm like, well, I don't go out anyway. Right. And it's like, well, who's going to watch the kids since your wife is gone? And I'm like, uh, I, I think I know one person, me, right? Yeah, like what um, kind of question is that? It's so crazy. And it's tough because, you know, I love the daycare my son goes to. Um, it's probably 80% of dads dropping their kids off. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably the other 20 or the moms. And I think the narrative is changing. Um, I think on socials, we have to be vocal about, hey, there's great, great dads that's out there. Um, there's good dads. I love to ask people, do you know more bad dads or good dads? Do you know more active dads or inactive dads? And it seems like everybody knows more good dads, but a lot of the great dads, we're out here working, right? We're out here providing, we're out here supporting. Um, we're trying to be more active. Um, like you, I swear we're twins. That should be the title of this episode is twins because <laughs> um, my, my wife didn't breastfeed long, right? So as soon as that shift changed, it was, oh no, you can go feed the baby, right? So it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm over here feeding him and singing to him and talking to him, um, changing diapers. Um, you know, it's all that. And honestly, bro, it's beautiful. I love it. I tell everybody every day, I'm like, um, I love being a dad. Like I said, it's, it's a year and a half in, but I love it. It's something I really get pleasure out of. Um, and I'm grateful for it, but yes, I shout out to all the full-time dads. Right? Yeah. The guys that are actually <laughs> engaged, beautiful. involved and, and care to be, I, I think it's mm -hmm. this idea that, you know, it, it's, in fact, it's a bit ironic in a culture now where we're addressing some pretty interesting and, and important conversations, um, when it comes to equality, let's, let's look mm -hmm. at parenting and start addressing this as well. Like what, why is it that dads just get to continue to follow this 1950s tradition, <laughs> of you know being being the guy that's going to work and so mom gets to to focus on on taking care of the baby regardless of the hours of the day it, it's just yeah. such an old school mentality and I, I don't really follow it um and i nah. it was kind of it was mind-boggling honestly to watch some of the other dads who again despite living in the same house this is their kid they are so disconnected from the reality of what it means to actually manage a kid. We go to a restaurant together, for example, you know, with another couple that has kids and, and the dad's dad doesn't even know how to, the, the kid starts to cry. He doesn't even know how to hold the kid or take care of him in yeah. order to, it's just got like, you know, hand over to mom. Um, yeah. and, and I don't want to bash dads, but, but just it's, I, I have to again, give you props for the, the level of involvement that you're demonstrating. I think it's super important. It's something I did pride myself on despite my shortcomings as a father and I think it's something that a lot, I don't know, it's a conversation that needs to be had a lot more often. Like dads, get your stuff together and, and get involved. Look, one of my favorite part about maternity sessions is um, when dads get to come in, um, I get a lot of dads, bro, who are young. And when I say young, they're young to me, right? So, <laughs> and uh, they come in and they look so nervous and they look so scared. And I'm just like, bro, it's going to be okay. You need to work on this. You need to work on that. Um, I had a dad maybe a month or two ago. He said, hey, my baby is due next week. I plan to take off, I think he said about four months to spend with his wife, right? And he said, how do I begin that conversation and say, hey, I do need to go back to work at a point in time. And I was able to walk him through that. Um, but part of walking him through that was that's not important right now. Um, but you need to hear that as a dad. And he was grateful and thankful for it. And I told him, I said, that's not important. Um, 
I can't speak on how your wife or your your mother or your children is going to go through postpartum. I'm not going to be able to speak on to what it's like. Uh, you know, moms go through a lot, whether it's breastfeeding, postpartum, things of that nature, getting their bodies back. I think a lot of there's a stereotype that, hey, the baby's out. Cool. We're good. Right. Dad can go back to watching the game. Mom is just going to power through this. And, you know, now I'm noticing uh, the narrative is changing. Um, my co-host, he told me, he said, hey, bro, you got to sit at home. He said, your photographer, uh, you got to go work. You need to work and save so you can sit at home with your wife. And to me, that was that was scary. I'm like, Yo, what am I going to do for, <laughs> you know, three, four months? And But so much to do. It's so much to learn. It's so beautiful. Um, but yeah, and, you know, even though you're you're mentioning you're being super transparent today and I'm grateful for that. And I think that's, I'm grateful for that because a lot of people need to hear it so they can understand it. Oh my goodness, it's light at the other tunnel. Um, I won't be the only person that's going through this. Look at Nate, look at Nathan, you know, he's a great guy, successful. Um, he's telling me how he was and has become a better father. Um, and I can do that. So super good to hear that, bro. Well, I, I like that we share in that that intention. And I think that's a lot of it, right? It's just the intention of mm -hmm. I, this is not I don't when before I even had kids with the, the conversation that I had with my partner at the time was about a partnership. It wasn't about mm -hmm. these again, these traditions, despite the, the worlds that we grew up in, we decided not to kind of follow that in that that direction as far as the way that we approach the relationship. And we kind of knocked the stereotypes out. And this is a partnership. So it's not like you're supposed to do these jobs mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to do <laughs> these jobs. And now we're going to fight over who does what. Now, like all that just it, it's a lot of BS. And, and frankly, it takes a yeah. lot of a lot of the BS, a lot of the the conflict, unnecessary conflict out of the mix when you're just genuinely in it together to do this thing together. And certainly that should hold true when it, when the, the kids come along as well. So anyway, I know this is not a conversation specifically about parenting, but I, I love sharing in this with you and I, and I love your mentality and your approach to it. There, there've been a question or two that have come in through the comments and I'm going to address those um, as we had the opportunity. What I want to do is give you the opportunity to share some of the practical advice that you'd like to hand out to our listeners first, and then we'll kind of weave answers to the questions into that. Um, and, and really just to kind of set you up for that question, I, I know you mentioned to me beforehand that you had four kind of major ideas, thoughts, mm -hmm. um, principles here to share with our listeners about how to better jug juggle business and parenthood. I'm kind of old school in that I've got a pen and paper here. I'm going to take notes as you're talking. Feel free to, <laughs> feel free to take it away, Gavin. Look, um, first thing I would say is this, um, my first thing is, Man, this is a segue. I love like good, smooth transitions in a uh, podcasting, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but communication. Um, if you're a parent, especially my dad's, I'm going to say this. Uh, one, nobody's forgotten about you. Um, nobody is not thinking about you. It's going to be nights and days that you feel like, hey, nobody cares. Nobody's listening to me. Um, and bro, it's just you got to power through it. That's all I can say, right? Uh, but you're the mother of your child uh, or your children is going through so much during that transition that you really have to communicate and understand where you can help and help. And I know it sounds super simple, right? But sometimes it's, hey, what do you need? Um, hey, how can I make your day easy? Um, me and my wife's favorite thing to do the night before, um, every night we sit down, what are you doing tomorrow? How can I help? 
who's getting a baby, uh, you know, and a lot of that is, especially during this time, is, hey, I have holiday minis. Can you actually pick them up today? Or if I pick them up, can you meet me exactly at home or can I bring them to you? Things of that nature. But that communication is is super important. Um, I love the fact, so I, for transparency, I was able to sit at home with my wife for almost four months after she had the baby. And with that, I was able to see her routine and what was easier for her. Um, and so like like you Nathan we we didn't have that traditional we we you know my wife is Puerto Rican I'm black so it's already that difference there right and so culturally it's it's something totally different but the beautiful thing was I I asked her I said hey I said look I know we're getting married I really hate the grocery store and so she laughed and she I said if you can make sure I don't go to the grocery store <laughs> I would do whatever. I said, I don't care about washing dishes. I don't care about folding clothes. Do not let me go to the grocery store. And so it's that transition of saying, hey, let's communicate that. Now, when you have a kid, it's more things that's going in. Um, hey, I'm struggling with this right now. Work is crazy right now. Um, it's that communication. Uh, my favorite piece of advice, and I thank this client every day. Shout out to Taja and Gabe. I have to shout them out. Um, doing a family session my wife is pregnant they go hey do you have a google calendar and i say yeah but i don't use it they go use it your google calendar will save your life with your partner whoever it is all day um, long and it yep. will save you with your business once you start syncing things yep. uh, me and my wife have a calendar where it's like hey you go in there and you you put in there doctor's appointment i like to go to my doctor's appointment dads <laughs> i did this as a dad tip last week go to the doctor's appointment one, it shows support. Two, your the mother of your children get treated dif differently when you are there. Um, mm. That's that's something super serious. Mm. Um, and B, moms don't kill me. Uh, dads are able to hear things a little bit different. You know, nothing is funnier than when your kid is sick and you hear the story about how your kid is sick and then you're just like, oh, it kind of didn't go that way or my kid isn't actually reacting that way. We all interpret things differently even gender wise right so i always tell i always mention it to people look i always mention the dads especially go to those doctor's appointments so look at that google calendar um i put in there when i'm working late um i was scheduling things crazy for this weekend and i opened up the google calendar and i didn't like look hard enough but in there my wife was like hey i'm out i'm in new orleans this weekend i was like all right let me go back and reroute um, it's always important for me to be able to open up my calendar freely and look at clients and say, oh, actually, yes, we can add this in. Um, me and you had different things that, we, you know, with us getting on each other's shows and things of that yeah, nature, yeah. right? It, but it's in my calendar, so I know. Um, so that's one thing. And then thirdly, I would say if you're using apps, aside from the Google Calendar, right? If you're using apps, use them. If you're paying for them, use them. How many of us have apps that we don't use, right? Uh, whether it's to manage our business, whether, you know, I used to have this app on my phone. Um, it was called my, Miles IQ and it would ma manage all of my mileage. And it would, at the end of the year, it would just let me know where I drove and what was going on, right? And I remember I was like, man, I paid $70 for it for the year. Cool. Didn't use it at all. And so at the end of the year, I'm scrambling, like, was this a shoot? Was this not a shoot? Cross-referencing. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I'm not using this at all. Um, whether it's QuickBooks, not using it. Whether it's Squarespace, you know, certain different things that 
and by the way, this isn't an ad, and that's how, but, um, but you, you're paying for these apps and you're not using them. I always tell people, use your apps, log in, see what all you can do with them. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, Pixie Set, for instance, that's what I use my galleries through. They just implemented a studio management system and it cost me $2 more to add on a free website, uh, contracts and a studio manager option. And I was just like, why am I not using this? Because I was about to go spend $14 a month to go and get a scheduler app. And I just so happened to look at Pixie Set. So I was like, oh, $2. And then, but the thing was, I wasn't using it. You know, now I'm able to use it. So now um, the, the beautiful thing is now I'm getting my clients to go in and schedule consultations, to schedule photo shoots, to schedule headshot sessions, to schedule everything. Um, and to be able to pay to fill out questionnaires, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I promise you, if you go through every app that you're actually giving money to, and you see what all they have, it'll either help you improve your business or to structure your business. Um, so I always say, definitely use your apps. So communication, use your apps. Definitely the Google Calendar. And hold on, I got one more for you guys. I promise you. Um, look at your network. I can't say how much having other photographers that I can count on, have on other, how many other photographers I can refer people to mm. or to bring in. Um, every day is not going to be easy. Uh, my son was teething and look, not sick, took him to the doctor because I was scared, right? Um, so I go to the doctor. The doctor looks at him, runs the fever, and he's like, all right. He opens his mouth. He sees him pulling his ear. He's like, look, your kid has an earache and he's teething. He's fine, right? And he kind of just laughs because as a new parent, everything is scary. And so I'm looking there and the daycare won't take uh, my son the next day. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, I have so many shoots. But because I have my contract set up the way I, I, I do, um, I'm able to call in other photographers and say, hey, can you do this for me? Um, I love to be able to be used by other photographers as well. Um, so when other photographers reach out to me and say, hey, Gavin, can you cover this for me? Can you do this for me? I'm willing to do it. And it just so happens that the photographers I'm doing that for, their parents as well, right? So we kind of understand. And it's one of those things like you need that network. You need that network of, look, I put like this, nothing brung more joy and more embarrassment to me than when I see you know, your team reaching out to me, get, doing this for me. And I'm thinking, and I text um, Mike and I said, Mike, uh, this podcast has a team. I said, what are we doing, bro? And so me and him are laughing, but it's that network of knowing that, hey, you're a dad, you're a full-time dad, right? So you got other stuff you have to do personally. Um, that comes pressing in over everything. I promise you nothing comes before um, my family, right? So I'm sorry if it's a shoot and my son needs me more. I have to be able to say, yo, I need to make sure my business stays intact. I'm able to run that smoothly. What's my network? So whether that's somebody that can email people for me, whether that's someone that can cover shoots for me, um, I've actually asked people to edit something for me. Hey, can you can you edit this for me? I have to go do this with my son. Um, and being able to cover that. So I'm thankful for my network. I'm thankful for my team. And I'm honestly just thankful for parents in general, because uh, I need all the advice. My favorite thing is when my wife was pregnant, I was asking dads every day, what do you got for me? 
any piece of advice and hopefully before we get off this call you can give me a piece of advice too since you know you have decades in on the game um i appreciate that i would need that for sure oh well i i'll um like i said earlier the learning curve is great and i'm actively learning i'll share whatever i can uh with it on any particular topic uh, but I, 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 before we do that, before we go there, I've, I've been taking notes. I don't know if you saw me looking down here, but I've been taking notes as we we're going along. So we have these kind of four major points. I just kind of want to touch on, on each of them uh, because there's some really interesting stuff here. So number one was communication. Two, the significance of Google Calendar. Three, uh, the significance of applications for managing our business. And this is actually a really interesting one. It may, for those of you listening in or watching, it may have seemed like Gavin just kind of threw that out there randomly, but this is actually a really big deal. And we're going to come back to that. And then number four was build and leverage your network. So Number one, communication, proactive communication. It, it's interesting. We talk about it in the context of business, but when it comes to our real, and, and then ironically, right, our, the communication with our partner can suffer a lot of times because we're not intentional in that communication, mm -hmm. the proactive communication. It's so important to do that. And, and actually, I'm going to lump this together with the Google Calendar conversation because as, as, again, as basic or obvious as this might seem to some, it's surprising to me still to this day that I that I will hear about a family not using something like a calendar to keep all their schedules intact. Because it is there's so much to keep up with. So mm -hmm. I think the the importance of certainly sitting down, setting an intention of say at least once a week where we're sitting down with our partner and talking about on a Saturday or Sunday what's coming up in in the upcoming week. What all are we doing? What are we involved in? We can we can certainly look at our calendars together. Make sure that we're on the same page so that we don't run into a situation that at the moment becomes stressful and creates unnecessary conflict. The, the proactivity and having that communication is just absolutely vital. Absolutely. Um, I love looking at my calendar and being able to see, hey, where's my wife at? Like actually, where is she, right? <laughs> and it's not because <laughs> I need to keep tabs, but I just wanna know. So if I need to be somewhere, um, wife seems to look at my son and know that he's hungry right she's able to look at him and go hey he's about to be sleepy and i'm like no he's fine and then he starts to fuss in and he starts the winding down part right and but so i mentioned that to say nothing is worse than me thinking she's bringing food home because you know i'm the genius that doesn't go to the grocery store and then i look at my calendar i'm like work i see she's working late tonight okay, where's the food at? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that communication and in that calendar, it mm -hmm. does sound practical, but how many of us have great contracts but don't have great communication at home, right? Mm -hmm. How many of us is able to, you know, it is great to keep your family in the loop of what's going on business side and your personal side. The reason why is because, hey, if, if your family knows, um, I'm put like this, I've been doing holiday minis for the last, since top of November, um, I've only had to post it once and I'm grateful for that. Uh, friends and families have been selling it for me and that's that's nothing, um, that's, just, that's just God's love, that's just blessings, that's just doors opening, that's just having a great network. But a lot of that is me, my friends and family knowing, hey, Gavin has things he wants to do. They see me talking about goals, they're able to help out. Um, and you know, I'm I'm loving that and I'm loving that Hey, when I look at my calendar, my wife knows, oh, Gavin, he does have a shoot. Hey, do you want me to pick him up early today? Yes. Mm. Can you can you do that for me? So the calendar is always great. And then always encourage, you know, a lot of these apps do put it in there 
add to your Google Calendar. I promise you, it's just two buttons you have to push. Uh, add to Google Calendar and you push done and it's in your calendar and then it's the easiest thing in the world, right? It is the easiest thing. And I, I think a lot of people will not use, and we're going to talk about apps a little bit more here in just a second, but a lot of people will not use the technology that is so readily available to us in 2022 oh for either little money or no money whatsoever. We've got these amazing tools at our disposal. And one of the arguments that you hear from photographers is, oh, it's just, it, it's going to take too much time to set up or it's going to take too much effort. And right now I'm too busy doing these other things. And the reality is if we mm. just do those things, to your point, Gavin, as we go along, it takes mm -hmm. literally a, you know, two seconds in the moment to, to add that thing to the calendar, or 15 mm -hmm. or 30 seconds even, to, just to be generous. But if we do that as we go and we do it consistently, it pays off an on an incredible level. Oh my level. gosh. And, and again, it seems so simplistic, but that, that, that calendar, the ability to be able to share in a calendar, whether it's with our partner or our team or our kids, it, it's, I've taken this, um, I guess, even further in that I don't, of course, my, my partner and I are no longer together, but we still mm -hmm. share a calendar that I think we call it the family calendar. It's a Google calendar. Yep. And so kids, certain things from the kids schedule, whether, you know, my son's performing in a concert or my daughter's got mm -hmm. something coming up with her, her band or whatever it might be. All that stuff goes in that shared calendar, including when um, my my ex is going to be in town visiting as well. So that's in there. So the mm -hmm. kids know, she knows, everybody's on the same page with that. I also mm -hmm. share a calendar with my kids, so my kids yeah. know. Do I have a podcast right now? I can't. I can't just pop in the door because Dad's in the middle of a podcast, right? <laughs> um, that information is is in there as well, and and my my daughter puts her work schedule in the calendar as well, so I know when she's going to be at work and when she's not. What nights we can go do something together. Again, this all seems super basic, but I, I swear to you that probably a good 30, 40% of at least photographers anyway, listening in out there are not actively doing this either with their partner or their team. I have, I have a, a calendar that I share with my uh, team as well, my photographer's mm -hmm. edit team, that we can also share events and so we know what's going on with that. It's, it's all about, and at the end of the day, it's all about proactive communication and management of expectations. And it literally just takes seconds Absolutely. of effort but it means that we all stay on the same page and it helps mitigate the possibility of stress and conflict. So I super, super important. I know we could park here for even longer, but I, I want to keep it yeah. going because I know we're a little bit long uh -huh. here. Um, the, the significance of using apps um, as mm -hmm. part of our business. And, and I'm just going to tell you what, what comes to mind when I, when I hear you say that, which is leveraging technology to be able to run our businesses more efficiently so that we mm -hmm. can juggle being both a parent and be a business owner simultaneously. Am I hearing that right? Absolutely. Two things. Um, if, if, if time management is scaring you and if apps are scaring you, you need to do one thing. Uh, whenever you get a task, you need to ask yourself, can this task be done in two minutes? If it can be done in two minutes, do it. You have two minutes to spare. Um, if you cannot do it in two minutes, you need to put it in your notes to do it at the end of your day. And that will save you so much time. Um, when I'm looking at apps and I'm leveraging what's going on, okay, I just finished my consultation. What's the next steps after my consultation? To start on my contract, to start on my invoice, to start on my questionnaires if I have it. Do I have, if I'm busy, do I have two minutes to do all of that? Probably not. So now I make a note of it to get it done. Um, I started leveraging my apps. Is My son is three months. It's my first shoot back, right? And it's a maternity shoot. I go to the studio that, not my studio, so I rented a studio. I go there, I'm setting up, my client is late. I'm like, what is going on, right? I go, I call my client and she goes, 
you never sent me a contract. You never sent me an invoice. And I'm like, yes, I did. So I go to Dubsado, right? I log in and I look at it, bro, and never hit sent. Never hit sent. Mm. So it's me and her laughed on the phone. I apologized to her. She said, I found, and mind you, we had spoken like three months before. We had spoken before my baby got here. And we had planned out the date and time. Clearly, I did everything else that took only two minutes, right? So I did all that. And I looked and I said, man, I just missed out on hundreds of dollars um, because I did not use the app that I'm only paying um, $200 for. Yeah. This shoot would have paid that app for the next two, three years. But right. because I didn't use it, I just lost the money, right? And so that day, I started leveraging every app that I use. Um, I don't go in QuickBooks the month before or the week before the end of the year. I'm going in QuickBooks. I schedule that out. That's Why? It. Because I pay for it every, you know, I pay for it, right? You yeah. know, I'm looking at Squarespace. I'm like, okay, I'm paying Squarespace all this money. Why am I not updating my website? Why, don't, why am I not using the marketing part of my website? Why am I paying Squarespace and MailChimp, you know, to send out marketing emails? Something isn't adding up right. Why aren't, and you know, um, shout out to Henry Jones. I have to mention him. He's in, he's in his chat. Um, I signed up. He's another photographer and I signed up for his emails. And every time he emails, the reason why I'm signed up for it is because every time he emails, I look and I go, Hey, have I sent out an email lately? And I te mm. text him every time. Hey, bro, I need this. Thank you for this reminder that I need to email my clients, right? Um, and he's part of my network as well, right? So he's one of the photographers I can lean on and reach out to. But yes, please leverage your network. I mean, excuse me, leverage your network, but also your app. Because once you do that, you're going to realize, like, you're going to look back the year before and go, look at how much money I've missed out on because I wasn't organized yeah. in leveraging what I'm already paying for. It's so true. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe we had one or two photographers at least that, that are listening to this show today, whether after the fact or during the live stream that were looking for us, Gavin, to share some like earth shattering advice that they've never heard before. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is, and, and I'm, I'm reminded of this now, I'm, I'm 43 and, and the last six months to a year in particular, the thing that's really hit me is again, not, earth shattering information. It's just hitting me. I'm finally realizing, which is the significance of doing the basics consistently day in and day out. That's actually what translates to the biggest results. We can always talk about the anomalies, the exceptions to that, right? But the reality mm -hmm. is that let's call it 80 to even 90% of the time, what does the heavy lifting and life and business is not some earth shattering new concept that no. we've never heard about <laughs> before. It's doing the basics. And so something like sharing a Google calendar with our partner or even with their kids or with our team so that we're all on the same page. It's, I mean, we've had Google calendar. What's it been around for 20 years, 30 years now. Oh I mean, it's goodness. been there forever Absolutely. and that tool's been right there and we're just not leveraging something as simple as that. Um, and, and, you know, something like actually and actively entering information into QuickBooks as we go to your point, not a month before or not a week before <laughs> or whatever, but actively entering that information, it only takes two or three or four or 10 minutes or whatever it is in the moment to enter whatever the most recent transactions are in there, updating the information associated with our clients, um, making sure that we're actively keeping a, a profit loss statement that, that's running and, and accurate information there. These types of things, they may sound complicated, they may be overwhelming, but it's because those listening in, 
may not actually be doing it consistently. If you just show up and do it consistently a few minutes at a time, that all adds up. I have, I use Evernote. Are you familiar with Evernote, Gavin? No, I'm not. So it's, it's it a, well, it was started anyway as a note-taking application. They've, they built it into mm -hmm. a lot more, but I've been using this thing now for, I think, over a decade. I have, uh, I think it's now, well, at least over 17,000 documents in this. And it's everything from mm -hmm. you know, receipts over the years to contracts to, wow. um, to, I mean, notes for the Boca podcast. I mean, just, but literally yeah. 17,000 plus documents in there. And what's cool about that is a number of things. It's almost like my own personal Google, right? The information yeah. that I need to run my life, I can go in there and, and access it essentially. But it also means that when it comes time for me to access information needed to run my business, or I've been audited a couple of times by the IRS, I was able to just go in there, hand a folder of, of documents, tax, uh, or uh, excuse me, receipts, tax related documents, mm -hmm. et cetera, and just literally share that with my accountant, work mm -hmm. done. I didn't even have to stress out that much about it because of the active effort, like the ongoing effort to keep track of this information because it's there. When somebody's like, oh my goodness, the idea of tracking everything and you know, in Evernote, you have 17,000 documents, it seems so overwhelming. So it's not complicated. It's something that's been built up over time. And what that means now is I have access to a tool that can help me run my life and business more effectively. So I, this cannot Absolutely. be highlighted enough. I'm glad that we parked here for a second. For everybody listening and watching, do the basics. Leverage something like Google Calendar. Use QuickBooks on an ongoing basis. S schedule time, literally schedule time on a weekly basis. Saturdays, Gavin, for me, is my kind of budgeting day where I can go in uh -huh. and fill out expense reports, look through my own personal budgeting and spending, categorize yep. transactions. Uh, but we need to schedule this stuff on a regular basis so we keep track of it. And as a result, for anybody who's missed it, the way this then translates to better effect or more effectively managing our business and our parenting life is that yep. because we spent a few minutes here and there, you know, a lot of, a lot of parents might say, I just don't have time to do anything. The reality is we have nap time, right? We've got nap time is what an hour, two hours. I, I was so Absolutely. bummed when my son stopped taking the, his second nap every day. Cause I was, I was <laughs> home with him a lot of the time um, because my, my partner at the time was working at a different job. So I was home. Yeah. And he, he would do two naps a day. It was so nice. Like, okay, two naps. I can kind of schedule and I can do stuff while he's sleeping. When that second nap went away, I was like, oh, shoot, man. I can't. <laughs> like, that's a whole hour or two hours that I miss out on. But the reality is you can get a lot done in an hour during an mm -hmm. hour nap or a two-hour nap. A mind-blowing amount, actually, if you're intentional about it, if you plan it. Because most of the heavy lifting that we need to do as business owners actually only takes a few minutes done regularly. And we'll get the mm -hmm. work done. Facts. You know, my favorite thing is, um, shout out to Taylor. You had her on your uh, podcast. And I remember she told me, she said, hey, you need to schedule days. You need days, like scheduled days. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, break that down for me. And this is something so practical that 90% of the people I'm sure don't do. Um, and she said, Monday can be an administrative day. Tuesday can be an editing day. Wednesday can be your podcast day. Thursday can be... I shoot Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday you get an off day. Or she and she said, play around with it. And she, and, um, she said it'll be able to, it'll help you to be able to say, okay, you know what? My clients actually are going to get their pictures within seven days now, or my clients will actually be able to get their pictures in ten days. She said versus you reaching out to a client, oh, I don't know, maybe it's two or three weeks, or maybe it's a week, maybe it's three days. She's and then I thought about it and I said, yo wait a second, what? And I'm thinking, oh, I can spend Mondays just going through emails, scheduling things out, doing things like this that I love, right? Um, and I'm sure you you know this as well. 
when you create a podcast, you're going through and you're saying, yo, how do I get more listeners? Where do I find listeners at? Every, and I'm, I'm telling everybody right now, every video that you Google, that you go on YouTube and watch how to get more listeners on podcasts, everybody always says, be consistent, right? And it makes me upset because I'm like, why is everybody saying the most practical thing? Okay, I get it. And then I look back and I'm like, okay, I just took a random week off there. Didn't tell nobody I wasn't mm. going to record this week. And then you start looking at why you're inconsistent. And then when you start getting more consistent and people know every day, this podcast will drop this day. This podcast will drop at this time. Um, and it creates consistency and then you start noticing growth. So yes, it is practical things. You know, we can fight all we want and we can go and try to go deep and try to think of like world shattering things like you said. But when we do the basics, we create a better photography community. Um, it's such a saturated market, but it's, you know, it always levels out because a lot of people don't do the basics. They don't do the minimum. Um, they don't do the entry level things. They don't send contracts, right? They don't reply back to emails. They, you know, they don't show up on time to shoots, things like that. So once you start doing the basics and you get that done and, you know, you focus in on that, your life is changing. And then you can start adding in, you know, the fancy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fancy stuff can be fun, I guess, at times. But yeah, just the reality that that the basics done consistently over time, that's what makes the biggest difference. I just, I love, I love, I guess just the simplicity of that, right? We don't have mm -hmm. to stress about a whole lot if we're just willing to show up and do the basics consistently. I want to come back to the schedule thing here in just a second. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I know we've gone a little bit long. We'll try to move a little bit quickly here, but you talked about uh, as your fourth point, the significance of building and leveraging a network. And, and certainly that is so, so important. Um, okay. I, I yes. know that, that for my son in particular, so as we were starting our photography business when my son was really young, uh, Kathy, who became like a second grandmother to, to Austin, Austin spent a lot of time at Kathy's house and, and mm -hmm. Kathy with part of the work that she was doing was she drove a good bit as well. So that meant Austin was driving around town or riding around town with, with Kathy. Kathy's a talker. She likes to have conversation and it was really fascinating. Austin's ability by the time he was two years old, he was able to have adult level conversation with us. It was kind of yeah. stat or staggering. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that we had this wonderful person in our corner, Kathy, who had our back, who was there to help take care of Austin when we needed somebody watching him during a wedding uh, while we we're out photographing a wedding or maybe meeting with a mm -hmm. client or this kind of thing. She would just show up all the time and really made a massive difference in our lives, not only helping us take care of Austin, but ultimately the impact that she had individually, personally on his life as a result was really, really significant. That's one example. But I think it's, mm -hmm. it's just to reiterate your point, it is so important to surround ourselves with a good network of people, family, friends that we can rely on, that we can go to when we need that help. Don't be shy about that either. I think, um, you know, people talk about the idea of mom guilt and I'm going to throw, we'll throw the phrase out there, dad guilt, since we're talking about being fathers here. But I, I understand the notion of, oh man, I, I don't I hesitate to hand my, my little kid off to somebody else so I can go do this work. But the reality is, um, and, and I don't know, this is just a little bit of a side note, but, and Gavin, feel free to, to weigh in on this. I, mm -hmm. I think historically, when we look back hundreds or even thousands of years, the way that human beings functioned, it seems as though it was a group effort, even when it came to raising yeah. a family, yes. right? So this yes. idea that we're leveraging the help of others around us is actually not a foreign concept. And the guilt is something that we've created for ourselves. It's not a bad mm -hmm. thing to ask for help occasionally in, in managing our kids. Um, Man, I think it, um, Oh, 
I'm sorry. So, no, please go ahead. I, uh, the funny part is, um, maybe a month before we gave birth, my sister comes to the house and she's like, "We need to have a deep conversation." So I'm like, "Oh gosh, what what could this be?" <laughs> okay. And she sits down and she goes, "What do you need from me?" And I go, "What does that mean?" And she said, "What do you need from me?" She said. You don't know right now. And mind you, at this time, my sister has a seven-year-old, right? So she's been through everything mm. already. And she goes, think about that. You don't have the answer now, and that's fine. I know you don't have it now wow. because you don't know. And she said, but I want you to think about that. Um, it's great to be able to go to have your child with people that you can trust, that you know, that have experience with having kids. I love when people that don't have kids like, hey, I watch your kid for you. And I'm like, boy. I'm like, okay. And so, <laughs> you know, it's always fun. And but. Having that, you know, personally being able to say, hey, I want to take my girlfriend out. I want to take the mother of my child out. I want to take, you know, for me, I want to take my wife out still, even though, you know, we like to go on dates and I try to do that at least once a month. You want to be able to do that. Um, and then also, you know, I think that's beautiful that you're saying, hey, Kathy was able to talk to Austin. And so at a young age, he's able to communicate on a level that's amazing, right? Um you also want someone around your child that's going to be able to educate your child, or at least, you know, they're not just going to stick them in front of a TV with a bunch of food and say, Hey, I'll so check with you later. Right. Yep. And so, um, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And then for me, you're looking at, Hey, when you do want to spend time with your child and you kind of, uh, I don't want to just, you know, my favorite, my worst thing to do, or my least favorite thing to do. Um, I hate when I get an inquiry in and I'm just like, I have to hit delete. I want to ignore it. I at least want to communicate back with that person, even if I can't do the gig, right? So some of that is, hey, I'm so sorry, because you'd be surprised how many people love you and your work that they're willing to reschedule, right? Um, and so I love reaching back out to clients. Hey, unfortunately, I don't have this date available, but if you'd like to reschedule it, boom, let's talk or let's move on in the process, right? But then there's that next step. Let's say they don't. What can you do for them later? I at least want my clients to know, hey, Gavin, help me. And even if they will always go with that next uh, that next photographer for the rest of their life, at least they can always look back and say, oh, Ga no, he's actually very helpful. Um, so I always like to say, hey, here's my, my colleague. They can assist you. You can reach out. If you need me to middle mm -hmm. that for you, I can. Mm -hmm. I love being able to do that. So I have a network of photographers that I trust that I know are going to treat clients correctly. Um, they're going to show them love. They're going to, you know, go above and beyond, um, you know. So I always look, find you a team. And if you don't know what you're missing, just start jotting down. That's, you know, that's my favorite thing. I, I notice a lot of us deal with anxiety. Um, we're introverts, so I'm not an introvert, by the way. And but and that took some time to get there because back in the day I was wide open and I closed up and then I opened back up. But one of my things is. Um, the help out with anxiety for me is I like to make a note of every little thing, every little detail, right? And then I just start checking it off. That makes my life so much easier. Just check it off. Okay, so I know on my website, I need to update this. I need to go here on this one page. It might be a list of 100 things and I just go through it. So I say that to say, think about what you need. If you need somebody to babysit, who is that person for you? If you need somebody to fill in for you, who is that person for you? If you need a second shooter, if you need three second shooters, who are those people? If you can't make a wedding and you need three people to cover your gig for you, who's going to be the lead there? And, you know, go talk to these people and sit them down and say, hey, how can we make this work? What do you need from me? And I promise you, um, 
everything will just seem to work out and be easier for you as a transition, whether you're a parent and a photographer. Uh, you summed it up beautifully. Yeah, nothing to add to yeah. that. I think that's really, really great. And you're right. I, I This guilt thing is is like truly mom guilt, dad guilt. It, it's created at the end of the day. Like we're, I, mm-hmm. we're, we tend to, we have a tendency, especially as the more emotional kind of artist types in the photography industry too. I'm, I'm certainly an emotional guy. It's very easy to build things up in our head way bigger than they actually are. And um, mm-hmm. we need to, to kind of put on our big boy and big girl pants and, and step outside <laughs> of that for a second, stop making shit up, you know, and, and, yeah. and look at the reality of the situation, as you pointed out, which is that we have wonderful people around us and occasionally yeah. asking them for help. There's nothing, not only is there nothing wrong with that, but it actually very much is in line with the way that human beings even got to this place. To, to where we're at. And and so the idea that we're going to suddenly throw that aside under the guise of feeling guilty about it is is kind of hilarious. And and um, we need to, to learn to set that aside. Just really quick, I want to touch on one or two points um, that came from the comments mm-hmm. here before we finish up, but that's okay, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, Kelly said, how do you all deal with customers who need sessions or order appointments after five or who demand Saturdays or Sundays? It's hard to make them all happy and be a parent. I'd love for you to comment on your thoughts on this one, Gavin. Um, so here's my thing. I have to pick up my son either at four or three. It's either, or excuse me, three or four, depending on the day, right? So I, once I get home with him and I, you know, you get on the floor, you start playing, you're reading books. It sucks to get back up and go after five. Um, my weekends are gone first. This is what I do. Um, personally, for the weekend, it's easier. My wife is off. So what I kind of like to do is I schedule out particular times during the day. Um, it's a photographer here in Charlotte who her favorite thing is she loves to tell clients where she's going to meet them and what time she can shoot so she can ensure she can provide the most um, professional and the highest level of work, right? And so I have my weekends planned out exactly like that. Um, as far as five, I let my clients know like, hey, if I can make it work, that's that Google calendar, right? I go in, I talk to my wife, hey, what are you doing um, December 7th at five o'clock or at seven o'clock? Oh, I'm doing this or no, I'm free. Hey, is it cool with you? I, you know, I'm not one of those macho men. I ask my wife for permission on stuff um, because it makes the communication easier. It keeps everything open flowing. Right. So I'm like, hey, is it cool with you that I go do this shoot? Um, and then if if it is cool, which I'm be honest with you, I got a real chill wife. So it's <laughs> like you, I'm up here. She's down here, you know, as far as like levels of just excitement and things like that. Sure, She's sure. chill. Right. So. She's always like, hey, yeah, you can go do that. Or, yeah, that's no problem. I will fill in here so you can be able to do that. So I always talk, and then I let my clients know. And I also, I believe in letting your clients know, let me get back to you. Let me check some things and let me let you know. But also, you have to do it, right? Mm. <laughs> you can't say, hey, let me let me check on some things, and then you just ghost them. Um, right. Even if you can't do it, reach back out. Because like I said, if you're doing a consultation, your client wants to work with you. So as long as you can really, you, you're saying, hey, I have this available, you let them choose and let them fix their schedule to work with you. Because most importantly, like I said, uh, at least for me, uh, and I feel like, uh, and Nathan, you can jump in there as well. Family comes first. So you kind of focus on that and making sure their well-being and that yeah. you're able to get that dad time in is super important for me. Of course. And the other thing you talked about, you know, asking permission of your wife or having that conversation with her, I, I think 
maybe it would be helpful for partners too to reframe those conversations. And I'm sure this is your intention, even despite the words yep. you're using, but to reframe the conversations, not as a conversation about asking for permission as though that other person owns us or dictates our life to us yeah. as much as just we're in this together. So I just want to make mm -hmm. sure you're cool with that. Does that work with your schedule? I know we've got this calendar. I just want to make sure there's nothing else there. It's just a conversation. Like again, we, we tend to, to blow things up and make them worse than they actually need to be. If we're actually in this together, whoever our partner is, if we're in this to do life together and raise this kid together, and we've got each other's backs, we're on each other's side. There's no reason that any of these conversations have to, to bring up conflict. We're just talking about things proactively and to, to your original point, right? So I, I think that's a really good thing to highlight is to actively have those conversations. And this isn't about owing somebody something. This is about an intention and being an active partner and just communicating well. It's, it's all it is. We just, we're just trying to stay on the same page. Absolutely. Because if I go to my partner and I say, if I go to my wife and I say, hey, um, let's use exact words I use, right? Hey, uh, if I do this, if she says no, and I start figuring out why, oh, you have to work as well. Oh, you have, uh, you know, my wife, she's a, she's a planner. She's a meeting planner, right? And so, um, or she's a director of sales. That's what she likes me to mention, right? Okay. So <laughs> if, she, if she's doing that, then I understand that that's why. So now my sister who sat me down two years ago and say, hey, what do you need from me? Now I can call my sister and say, hey, can you do me a solid? Can you watch him for an hour? Mm -hmm. I just need to finish this up. I will bring him to you. Or can you come here? Blah, blah, blah. I reach out to my parents, reach out to my in-laws. So now, you know, we reach out to our network because that team network has to include your partner as well. Um, it makes me so sad, man, when I, I look and we were talking about, you know, dads get a bad rap, but also it makes me so sad when I'm, I'm in these photography groups and I see, um, especially our ladies, right? And they're out here saying, hey, I don't have a home where my photography or my art is valued. Right. And it's really coming from, it's that 1950s logic, right? Yep. Women belong here, men supposed to be out there just yep. busting their tails working, right? And so it makes me so sad because I look at it and I said, where's the communication? And sometimes when you ask these individuals, it is a lack of communications on both sides. And so I always try to change that. And, you know, everything isn't so black and white. There's that gray area and you got to be able to navigate through there. Yeah, so true. So true. Um, I, I wanted to throw this and let me know your thoughts on this, Gavin, but Ke in response to what Kelly was saying too, something that might be helpful, Kelly, um, because I, I know that it could be tough to, to also find somebody to watch your kids. If, if you're maybe your partner is busy or maybe you're a single mom, whatever the case may be, or, or single dad, for those of you that are listening that are that maybe single dads, if you, if you are to, if you're dealing with clients who want that after hours, quote unquote, the after 5 PM or on the weekends time for sessions, my suggestion would just be to build that into your either weekly or monthly schedule. If you know that's going to happen, then you can say yes. Um, on, you know, the third Thursday of every month from three to seven o'clock, I had that blocked off for portrait sessions or on, on, you know, the second Saturday of every month or second and fourth Saturday of every month from this time to this time I have this available. And what that enables you to do is two things. One, it enables you to intentionally plan in advance for mm -hmm. childcare. And then number two, it also helps you proactively manage the expectations of clients. They know coming to work with you that these are the available times if they need that after hours or they need the weekend slots for a session. My suggestion would be to do that, Kelly, and just and put that in your calendar as a repeating event for that particular day of, of the month or days of the month if you want to do it multiple times. 
I would I would just encourage that. What are your thoughts about that, Gavin? No, um, I I believe the most information you give to your clients, the better prepared they can be to work with you. Um, so that's beautiful. Yes, uh, look, every third Wednesday or on Mondays and Wednesdays or whatever, I can work. I will be working at these time slots at these times. Um, and then that'll help you be able to better to plan. The joke is, uh, a joke for me is, three weeks ago, I'm trying to do holiday meetings. I got it all scheduled out. And my wife goes, well, I think you can get more business. This is, my wife is genius, right? She does, she repeats all the practical stuff to me. Um, and she goes, I believe you can make more money if you do after hours during the week. And I'm like, well, I have to get Roman. I have to do this. And she said, uh, I'm here. And so <laughs> and we laughed and she goes, and then we have, and she starts naming out people. And so I was like, well, I don't want to be out that late on certain days. So then it turned into Tuesdays and Thursdays. I will be doing holiday sessions to seven o'clock. That's the last time I would take slot. Now with minis, um, I know that's just a hot topic right now as well. With that, you know, minis sometimes are 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So I'm, we're talking about actually squeezing in an extra five to six sessions after hours per se for me that I'm just like, okay, and you can do the math, right? <laughs> so it's adding up and I'm just, and you know, I always believe in reward the people, reward the people that are assisting you um, during this time, whether it's your partner, whether it's your family members that's helping, whether it's your network, um, whether it's your children. You know, one of my favorite things is, I told my wife, I said, look, last week, you're already off, I'm already off, let's do something. Um, let's go somewhere. Let's relax. Let's spend time together. Um, and you know, I'm trying to sneak around and find her Christmas list because she hasn't told me. And, you know, <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to do that. But it just as a part of gratitude, you know, because mm. it ended. Then what ended up happening is the next year people be willing more to go the extra mile. But then they understand it. Hey, um, I appreciate he appreciated me assisting him. And that makes me feel good. So now when his son, you know, now when people have my son, they, everybody knows, like, my son loves to read. You know, he'll point at some words and the gibberish is just start coming out. So, but he loves to sit in your lap. You have that book with him. Um, it bothers me when I go and somebody's watching my kid and it's just a bunch of toys. Now, granted, it's their house. So they're going to do what makes them comfortable and, you know, keep him calm. But he loves books as well. So people understand and they'll get more personal experience with your child. So that's, that's something also as well, but that's a great question, Kelly. Well, and yeah, at the end of the day, I know things can seem a little bit chaotic, but I think Gavin, and I'm sure you can speak from experience at this point as well. If, if we, I know that being the parent, especially of a younger child means that you never know when something might pop up, catch us off guard, throw us off our so-called schedule. Um, but if we are intentional and looking, because the reality is, at least I think most of the time, there are certain patterns, right? If we if we look back over the last three or four weeks, for example, of our lives, both as parents and, and business owners, we see repeating patterns. Tend, mm -hmm. Or things tend to happen in this particular order or at this particular time of day, you know, whether it's our, our kid needs to eat or take a nap or, you know, whatever it might be on the personal side. On the business side, of course, we can see patterns there as well. I would suggest to, to our listeners there, and, and Kelly in particular was talking about um, scheduling. I think Stacy mentioned something about that as well, that we that we see where those patterns are and ultimately where the opportunities lie. So going back to my kid's nap, for example, if, if, if I know that I have one, even if it's an hour nap, 
each day or one two hour nap a day or, or two one hour naps a day. And I know that those are the times when I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be able to actually focus on my work. Then what I would do on a daily basis then is plan the most important elements of my business or of my work for that hour or for those two hours. And if we plan that intentionally, number one, and then to our earlier conversation, Gavin, that we're actually leveraging the tools that we are given, mm -hmm. again, for little to no money. If we actually leverage yeah. those tools and we use them efficiently, it's absolutely incredible what we can get done in one to two hours. And having absolutely. been a, a photographer, I can say this, being a wedding photographer, a portrait photographer, it doesn't actually take a ton of time. If we're leveraging the tools that we talked about earlier, Gavin, and we're also delegating as much as possible as we can, editing or album design or whatever it might be, the remainder of the work doesn't actually require a ton of time in a week. I would say 20, 25 hours or so to, to get, and in mm -hmm. some cases, even less than that. So if we are intentional about scheduling, knowing our kid's gonna take a nap or our kid's gonna go to daycare for three or four hours, um, mm -hmm. and we have those time slots available, make sure that we're intentionally scheduling the work we're gonna get done during that. So that the rest of the day, if chaos happens, it's and it will, then we yeah. know that that we'll we'll squeeze in as much as we can, right? But it's all just kind of gravy. Yep. The stuff that we get done during that time frame, it's it's extra, a little busy work here and there, maybe respond to an email or two. We can do that stuff on the fly. Mm -hmm. The most important work that requires more focus and tension, we just intentionally schedule that for those blocks of time that we know that we can actually give it true attention. Absolutely. Uh, scheduling things for yourself, keeping yourself organized and not getting stressed out about it um, is vital. I love, my favorite thing is, uh, my wife used to always be like, hey, are, when are you gonna respond to those emails? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And then she said, uh, you know, the big, the hardest thing is for a lot of us is coming out of a nine to five or the corporate world. And then just forgetting all of those practices once you become a creative, right? Hmm. So she laughed because she goes, well, when you was in marketing and you were a marketing manager, one of the things you used to always do as soon as you came in, she said, what did you do? And I had the list for it. And she said, why aren't you doing that with your own business? So why aren't you, as soon as you come home, I mean, as soon as you wake up, as soon as you get to your desk, why aren't you responding to emails? Why aren't you calling clients? Why aren't you following up on leads? Why aren't you updating certain things? And then you get to just the meat of everything else, right? And then I looked at it and I said, well, before I leave my studio every day, one of my favorite things is I steal what I used to do in corporate. Hey, call people back, email people back, close out my computer, decompress, go home. Um, so yes, you do need to plan those things out. You do need to schedule it. And I think if you realize once you do that, I encourage everybody, uh, take 30 days, do it. Look at how much money you make. Because sometimes we measure success by financial things. And you never want to be that starving artist. I know, you know, they try to sell us on that. I don't like it, but it happens. So, but look at how much money you're making. See how much your life is changing. See, you know, drink some water as well, as, as well, right? But yes, that two minute rule. Um, can I do it in two minutes? If not, put it in my notes. Look at your notes before you go home for the day. I promise you, your business will change forever and your life. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll throw this out there at the end too, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, Gavin, because it's having that place to the, the notes as you're talking about. Um, I use, I've used a variety of task and project managers over the years, but um, I, I'm actually keeping it really, really simple at the moment intentionally. And mm -hmm. I'm just using the, the reminders app on my iPhone to manage yep. tasks. 
And the cool thing is we have this app on our phone and, and I'm sure Google has something comparable or we, you can at least download something comparable, but we have a place where we can mm -hmm. unload. Um, and I know moms will talk about this quite a bit. I'm sure dad's in a similar position, just business owners in general. We have a lot going on up here. And when it comes down to it, you know, whether it's we have we have an hour or two to focus on work, but our, our mind is just this this mess. And so we're not able to focus or we go to bed at night and we're expecting to we're hoping to get some really good sleep and our mind just going a million miles an hour. If we intentionally regularly make the effort to unload, to do a brain dump, basically into whatever app we might be using to keep track of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. it, it is a good way to one, certainly organize all that we have to do, but it's also a, a great place that we could go to just unload everything. So we're not trying to keep track of it up here. Part of the reason our brains going a million miles an hour is because we're subconsciously trying to make sure that we remember to do that thing. If we have a place that we intentionally go put that information consistently, then we don't have to be bothered by that. We don't have to worry about that. When it's time to go get the work done, we could pull up the list and go to the next thing on the list. Next most important thing on the list. It sounds like you're going back to the, hey, you don't have to do all of this alone. You don't have to, right? Um, you don't have to, everything doesn't have to lay on your shoulders. Um, if you try to remember, you know, if you try to remember every shoot by the date, time, and type without having any other resources, you will crash and burn out. You know, um, I, I, you know, I envy those photographers who are so busy, they don't have time to edit. You know, there's a lot of people who really don't have time to edit their own photos because they're so busy and they're, you know, other things are way more important. Um, and then also, you have to realize that as a photographer, you might just be that. You might, and that nothing is wrong with that. You might not be a great representative to talk to people. Um, you might not be great at emailing. You might not be great at consultations. Um, you might, let's say you have clients where they do session fees and they come back in and then they buy artwork. Maybe you're not a great salesperson. That is totally fine. Outsourcing your life um, is not a bad thing. And, you know, we got to get out of this. Let me be stressed out. So some of that is sometimes that outsourcer doesn't mean let me go find somebody else. But yes, um, you know, personally, personally, I'm an iPhone guy. So yes, reminders on my phone, right? Um, I have notes on my phone. Um, I love, you know, I hate notifications. I had to learn to turn back on notifications. So I know where to be, when to be there, sure. um, how long it's going to take me to get there. So some of those practical things, you know, practical parenting, right? Like you have to do that. And it's a reason why. Um, I love your example of, hey, we have thousands of years to look back it worked right so and just improve on that figure out what works best for you and understand that everything won't work and that's for you to understand and that's for you and that is great for you and just improve on that as well well gavin um we've we've dug in here and covered a yeah. variety of talking points and i love that and i love that frankly we could probably go for another hour easily just because there's a lot to, to, to get into um, but i appreciate those who have kind of stayed on board with us and and uh, certainly commented and i know there's we've really just kind of barely scratched the surface on the topic so for anybody listening in or watching whether live now or after the fact if you have more questions about workflow time management as it when it comes to balancing home life 
and then also running a business, just shoot me an email, nathan at photographersedit.com. Uh, I think you can also email Nathan at bocapodcast.com. Both will come to me. But if you've got questions for a future episode, um, let us know. And um, certainly I'll at least try to bring that back. Maybe Gavin and I could come back and, and do an, an episode two. I would love that yeah. actually. And we can dig further into the workflow component of this because I know it's a lot at the outset. I mean, as easy as it is in an hour for Gavin and I to comment on what works and what doesn't work, um, then taking that information and applying it to your life and business might seem a little bit overwhelming. So we can talk a little bit more about practical application as well. But again, shoot me questions to Nathan at bocapodcast.com. Uh, would love to answer any of those that, that we can hear on future episodes. Gavin, will you just remind our listeners one more time where they can find and follow you online so that they make sure they do that? Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate you. Continue, continue, continue to do what you're doing. I hate when guests go off script of what you asked them to do, by the way. Um, but... <laughs> say that thank you that's more important than the information i'm about to give just for you to get your flowers um your podcast sounds great it looks great um i'm envious of your camera right now and the lighting and everything so i want to <laughs> say thank you for that um and honestly it's no bs i'm not playing with you i go into spaces and i hear about you that's why i think it's that's how i found out about you honestly um and so I want to thank everybody that has reminded me about you, have told me about you, to tell me to listen um, to the guests that you've had on. I want to thank them as well. Um, it's amazing listening to people. Um, but if you would love to follow me, I would love to follow you back. Let me put it like that. Um, um, it is I am underscore Gavin B. Uh, that's pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, maybe not TikTok because somebody stole it. Uh, but that's a whole nother subject. But Please follow me there. My website is gavinbower.com. Um, and if you ever into it, you know, shout out to the Black Dads Club. Shout out to my No More uh, Pie family. I want to uh, thank them and shout out to them for rocking. Shout out for them for saying, hey, you should listen to this podcast as well. That's honestly having a photography podcast and hearing that, hey, I love this one as well. I think people need to understand you don't have to listen just to one podcast, right? It's great. To listen to a multitude because you're going to get different perspectives perspective um, yep and and it's great to hear that oh nathan feels this way i don't necessarily feel this way or you know what it's great to hear that he's a dad 20 years of experience on me right so and i get to learn and hear different things and understand that hey it ain't the 50s no more it's not the 70s either it's not the 90s you know um so, and I want to thank you for that, but thank you, thank you, thank you, bro. I really do appreciate it. And uh, whenever we talk again, I'm definitely going to call you twin the whole time <laughs> on that podcast. That's awesome. Well, that'd be a privilege. And this has certainly been a privilege today too, Gavin, really. I, I, I love the conversation. I love how easy it flows. And um, hopefully we can do some some future episodes together uh, on each other's shows, actually. That'd be really cool too. But I, I appreciate you sharing with the community here today. Everybody listening in, we'll make sure to link to all the talking points uh, or post all the talking points, link to all the resources, certainly Gavin's uh, website and Instagram in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. So make sure you check that out. Uh, have an absolutely wonderful day, Gavin. And, and same to you, everybody. Thanks for chiming in, for listening in today. Thanks. <laughs>